it's okay to like sex because I think you know that is a uh, one of the important things in a relationship. If we're talking about that, but it's not okay if we're like relying on that. Welcome everybody back to the Rally Cry podcast. My name is Angel. My name is Tyler. And you guys are here because you want to learn and be more aware of the things that's important to talk about till a now and down day basis. Oh, I almost messed up there. I almost messed up. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, you're that excited. It's okay. Yeah, I yeah, understand. Courage. Courage. Yo, I love that. that. Yo, that was a great a great show, but scary at the same time. Yeah, I'd be scared I, sometimes. Kid. Oh, what's it called? Turn the slide. Yo, I didn't like that episode. Oh, suffer, Michael. Oh, I'm good, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we just had a little moment right there, but whatever podcast, your favorite podcast app, uh, make sure you subscribe to us, like our videos if there's anything that actually resonates with you. And if there's anything you guys want to let us know about, leave it down below if it's a topic or anything that was um, pointed out to you in the current episode you were listening to. Or watching as well you can watch this on youtube mm-hmm. um podcast you know whatever platforms that is as i mentioned but you know Apple, if you don't know spotify podcast um google podcast cast, cast box and also if you want to also chime in some comments where let's say there's new studies that may um differ from the studies that we provide challenge us oh. and we could also get a conversation going absolutely we More actually direction. yes I, I like that actually mentioning about that we are thinking about sending up discord and or a family like group like page so that if there's anything that you guys want to talk about if it's venting or just certain topics you think that is important for us to be aware about because that's really what it's about um you know we can do it as a form of community so everybody's free to go on there and just kind of like um spew out to what they feel what they think and maybe even what they know um based on their perspective um, and if you guys don't know, mm. if you guys are watching us on YouTube, you can see our setup mm. is a lot different now. Like I can tell you this right now, these chairs are so amazing, and like the aesthetic with. Uh, oh wow! Oh yeah. That's exactly how like, I'm feeling right now. And mind you, with these, with this setup for the mics, like you can't tell me these don't look amazing. And oh man, for the people that are listening on Spotify, I hope this teases your ears enough to want to go hit that link and watch what we got. Yes, too. yes, yes. Because like, why, why, like appreciate the growth from what we started with to oh, now yes. look where we're at. And we got, we got so much more. We're gonna have a guest come on. And by the way, if you are also watching, I do got you know a glass. Of wine in my hands. Psych! I lied. It's grape juice, but you got Welch's. Have... Yeah, yeah, it's Welch. <laughs> grape juice. Hey, there's nothing wrong with having grape juice and still trying to, like, have fun. You know what I mean? Like, this is fun. When you drink out of a fancy cup, come on now. So... This guy. This guy. <sighs> Yo! <laughs> Dramatic! <laughs> Dramatic! Yo, he felt like he was at a fancy restaurant. He was like, oh, au I did, though. Au revoir. Au revoir! <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, probably something in French. Obviously. All right. Never mind. I'm not French. Oh, you know what? You're right. But you know what is something that is French? Mm. French toast. Okay. I speak that language very well. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> All right, guys. I really appreciate um, Tyler here. 
myself and you guys are listening to us and uh, just want to have a little moment and venting out into other things, like little fillers, right? Mm. But what is the main topic that we're going to be talking about is sex addiction or hypersexuality, and is it real? Real? Where does it come from, mm. and how can we really know if it's sexual addiction? Mm. Because a lot of times, you know, we could just be sexually active, like mm. we actually like sex, mm. and it's okay to like sex because I think you know that is a. Uh, one of the important things in a relationship, if we're talking mm. about that, but it's not okay if we're like relying on that. Mm-hmm. If we're thinking that that is something that should reward us, mm. if we're going through certain situations in the relationship, like after an argument, you know how many times this relationship? Oh yeah, you want to kiss me now that we solved it? Or hey, that makeup sucks? Yeah, like yeah, hey, it be it be working sometimes. It talks all languages at once. I'd be like, oh yeah, I feel that sorry in there. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hey, hold on, let me just uh, just get in there. <laughs> <laughs> but to an extent, it could be detrimental in a relationship that you're currently in, or mm. for you to even get into one. Because when we solely rely on it, that's when it becomes a problem, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily the behavior. And so when we depend on it, it makes us incapable of taking our partner serious. Mm. Meaning by like, for example, like if you always want to have a solution and that is always sex when y'all arguing, like are y'all actually diffusing the the problem? Mm. Like y'all argue, it didn't seem like there was eye to eye. And let's say she wants to have sex with you. It's just like, like, wait, wait, are you trying to seduce me right now? We're not going to resolve this. Like you're trying to sexually bribe me. Yeah, and you honestly, you know, I can only have the experiences, but it's happened to me. Yeah, try no. to shut me up with you know Toto. No. <laughs> like, come on now. No, and the thing is, it's because of the fact that like because as guys we are so simple. They think, all right, you know what? Let me let me just give him some sex, and he'll probably shut up and he'll forget about it. And it's like yo, not for nothing. And things now on social media, they like they promote that. They be like, you know, all you gotta do as long as you know how to give your man some good head, then like he'll shut up and he'll yo. forget. He'll forget what we are talking about. And it's like, <laughs> bro, damn, like you guys are that easy to like just shut up. Like all you need is a little pacifier and that's it. Yeah, like that doesn't make any sense. That happens to you. This is that's a huh? that's a red that's a red flag. Then you like if you're if it's an anime and you're reading the manga and like you got the big exclamation points like and the Japanese symbols like JoJo right. like JoJo Bizarre Adventure like hmm? Nani? And I just think that's just what it is in like the generation we're in like they they promote such things that's toxic that is not good in mm. sustaining a relationship but then therefore people want one. Mm-hmm. It's like well if you want one you have to be prepared to get one you can't just expect to get something and not be preparing for it it's like cooking or if it's getting ready for a job interview like if you're gonna if you want the job you had to reach certain requirements in order to get this job and Mm -hmm. that's just metaphorically speaking it's not to literally say because you know there's different aspects to that but i think when it comes to sex addiction there's people that you know, think it's real. Mm. There's some people that think it's not real and it's a myth. And there's people that just joke about it. Yeah. And a lot of times we joke about it. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, se- I'm so sexually attracted to you. Like, let me just, you know, huh. They don't even know what to do with themselves kind like, of thing. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, they say whatever they want to say, but it's just like, oh. It's like they're, they're just so hungry for the sex. Like, they just seem it's inca- They just seem un- incompetent at that point. Like, yeah. sex is the only thing on their mind. And they're, like, at a rush, like, Oh, nothing else matters. I just, I just need to fuck. And honestly, that that what happens is that when someone's like that, 
Mm-hmm. It, it makes them compulsive, and that yes. that gets compulsive behavior. Mm-hmm. And they're they're just doing it because of the urge, like you mentioned. Like it's mm-hmm. it's just that urge. It's like we were talking about it earlier, mm-hmm. and it was how like you brought up, and I truly agree on because I was thinking the same thing, mm-hmm. and it was talking about like you know the same urge that you have when you're hungry. Yeah, and it's like what did we do? A lot of times we're driving. Damn, I'm a little hungry right now. Yeah, and what do you look into your left or right? You seen make. Mickey D's. You see beak. the K, the beat, or the Chick Fil A bars. Or Subway. Hey, so <laughs> <laughs> Subway's a little healthier, but yeah, um, of course, the point is, is that what happens in that situation, you uh, you settle for mm-hmm. for that, right? Mm-hmm. And is this is just to have an understanding of how addiction can be created. Guilty pleasure. Yes. So after a time, you eat McDonald's, right? We're metaphorically speaking, still, right? And you eat it, and it wasn't even that good, and you're like, damn, I feel like poop. Shit, whatever. Actually, that food does make you feel like shit. It really does, though. I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, I feel like I haven't ate. I, I get me a $5 biggie bag, and I'm like, yo, this this did not sustain my hunger. <laughs> I got hungry within five minutes. <laughs> so you're telling me it's called a five biggie bag because after five minutes, I'm going to get hungry? Because it ain't, that ain't good. Mm-hmm. But, hey, it was what you pay for, right? Yep, yep. And so, okay, so the point is... With that long story, it's just like, you know, when you're hungry, you get this this urge. Mm. When you want sex, you get this urge. Mm. And you're more likely to settle to what is available to you. Especially, mm. like, if you want to talk about gender roles, I truly believe that, you know, men have sex of who they can and women can have sex with whoever they want. Yes. Because, you know, they actually the have more options there. You know yep. what I mean? Like... Women are more social creatures, so they're more likely to be around other people. And, you know, with the face of beauty, that's something that causes attraction. And so, therefore, as men, we are attracted by that because we are visual creatures, as we stated on a previous episode. And for men, it's the status. So it's like, it's even like back in high school, it's like, you know, all the athletes always had most of the attention. Yeah. Athletes had most of the attention. Anybody who was funny had a lot of the attention. Um and it's kind of like it was a hierarchy, like probably like through like a king, queen, and jack uh, on a card deck. Yep. And you had those three tiers, and then after that, everybody else falls in like the numbers. Right. And based on your numbers, it would like categorize your level in, in a way. Huh. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see, like, and also, so, like, another thing to chime in on, like, was Angel was saying, because, like, even when it comes to hunger, uh, you have to think about, like, there's times, like, we don't have to, like, really pay attention to our hunger. Like Angel mentioned, like, mm-hmm. if we got food at the house, there's no need for us to be spending money on fast food. But that's how they get you because it's tempting. And if mm. we include color psychology, oh, wow, my voice cracked. If we include uh, color psychology, red is alarming. That's the first, it's the only color that we can immediately see and, and uh, pick up on. And yellow is a sign for hunger. So that's why McDonald's is uh, red and yellow. That's why BK has red and yellow in it along with the blue. And blue is calming and peaceful, so, like, it's kind of entering, and it's kind of, like, alluring. Right. And um, to go in with that, let's say uh, somebody who's in high peak uh, physical condition, and they have to eat, like, five times a day to keep up with their protein intake and to keep up with how much uh, much of everything that they need because they have a lot of muscle in their body. But as far as for, let's say, the average person who hopefully would eat just three times a day and not excessively and not working out, then, you know, they would look at it like, dang, are you sure that's not eating too much? Because, like, five times, five meals a day, like, that's to make the time for it. So you got to meal prep, of course. But then it's like, your stomach, you could fill yourself up five times a day and be okay. Like, that, that is a big diet. But it's like, everybody's a different lifestyle. And also, we only 
are concerned with addiction when we see its severest form. Mm. And that's where people get, like, a little bit misguided because, like, as you mentioned, like, you know, people can have sex once a week. People can have sex every day. People can have sex uh, once a month. And, Mm. you know, when we hear these different roles, like, damn, that's not, like, are you sure? Like, that's a healthy relationship. It's healthy for them. Mm. And, you know, we try to compare it with our with our situation. So we're, uh, let's say you're in a relationship and your type of relationship that likes to have sex at least, like, five times a week, that's good for you. But then for other people, it's like, you know, they would look at that as addiction compared to having sex, with, like, bi-weekly. Right. Bow Wow, in the background. <laughs> they're they talking, too. Yeah, so he, he preaching. He said, yeah, you talk your shit. You talk your shit. <laughs> Honestly, um... When you was talking about that, you know, I felt like the Bow Wows almost got me. A little, a little uh, distracted. Yeah. Um, it's kind of just to say where it comes to the people that have sex, either it's every day, every other week, or anything like that. When you was mentioning that, it's just not about how often they have sex, right? Mm. Because like you said, everybody might think that it's healthy for that person and you might think, well, that's too much for me. Now, at that point, we're talking about preference. Mm-hmm. So now we're thinking like, okay, so what is sex addiction and how will we know that? Mm. And it's like, I kind of said it earlier, it's just a dependency on it. Mm-hmm. So for the example, if I'm used to getting sex every other day or let's say every week, right? Yep. And I get it consistently every week, mm-hmm. I'm going to be accustomed to that. I'm going to get comfortable with that yep and so what happens is like let's say i didn't have sex now it's been a month and i'm stressing <laughs> i'm stressing and it happens though it happens though everybody, it happens to everybody yes yes it happened to me it happened to plenty of people but it's more of the yep. fact of like what do i do within that urge that i'm tempting for mm. do i settle or can i actually have the self-control to have the responsibility and not do certain things that is compulsive mm. mm-hmm. and so therefore it's like when someone relies on, like, smoking weed, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of the times they're having a bad day, and they're like, oh, I just need smoke real quick. Now you're depending on it. Mm-hmm. You're depending on something else to make you feel better. So a lot of times when people have sex, it's because of the validation that they get from society. Yep, yep. For the example as, like, let's say for men, right? Yep. We've been uh, laughed at as a whole, men, um, like, if we're virgins, it should be funny, right? Mm-hmm. We, they make fun of it. They, we talk yeah. about it. It's all You're those a virgin, bro? Oh, oh my God, get a life. And a girl see, oh, you're a virgin? Oh, my God, that's so cute. You're such Tap a on baby. The face. Like this, look. Tap. No, no, no. Oh. You're such a baby. Look oh, they the just beard. go like, oh, he's growing his beard, too. Oh, oh you got a little peach fuzz? <laughs> oh, you're growing up yeah, so you're fast. Growing up. Don't worry. Maybe if you eat more ass, that'll get... <laughs> Yo, that'd be funny. Yo, nah, like, it would really be a switch like that. I mean, it was just the other day that, like, I was walking out of my house, and, like, like it was clear that, like, I'm the only person within the vicinity, and these group of women were talking, and then, like, I'm there. And they looked at my direction, because I looked at them, and then the other one was still talking, saying, like, I know I like my ass eating, and I'm like... Hey, yo! Like, what? Like, <laughs> come on! Like, what, what are we talking about? And, I, like, you see, y'all all see me, so, like, what? Yo, I, uh, some, I mean, some people Yo, don't really care. They, they just don't, they, expose hey, look, to what look, they want. And if that's their way of flirting, hey, me. Oh, man, please don't. Please but with don't. how much ego that situation had and with what you were saying, and because of the ones that dependency grow so likely, it then transform, transforms into sexual narcissism. Mm, and when, some, when someone is narcissistic, they're full of themselves. It's them 
or the world. Right. And as personal as everything can be for them because they want to protect their exact identity. With sexual narcissism, it's uh, it, somebody is specializing in manipulation and wanting to get sex whenever they want. And they'll do that in ways of, let's say, putting your needs last. They don't care about your needs. They will do this in a way to um, recover from an argument. They will do this in ways to change the conversation. And based off body language, they would try to uh, utilize the sur- their surroundings to make it more tempting to have sex. They would try to put you in, in a situation where you're conditioned to have sex more often when they want it and less than when you want it. So when you want it, they probably wouldn't give it to you. Right. So it's only when mm. they want it that they'd probably have sex with you. I find they'd, that. They'd have sex with you more often they, when they want it rather than when you mm, want it. Damn. Yeah. So now I know there's going to be some of us thinking at home like, who man, is like this? Yo, right, right? Who is like, like this? Like, who asks for sex more? Like, we, we should we should check, hey, check in on I, that. I'm just saying, like, if if Tyler's talking about this right now and you have a sexual partner mm. or you have a significant other and you're having sex with them and you try to tell them in ways that they can improve and they don't improve, maybe they're just narcissism. And then also, like... Or narcissistic within sex. And you got to think about like this, too, right? Like That's funny. People that are sexually narcissistic, they tend to uh, lack interest in creating emotional intimacy. So for them, it's like, you know, they could they could have sex and have... And the sex could be amazing, but there's no emotional connection within it. So it's mm-hmm. like you... The other person would think like, damn, like, yo, this is like... I think I got feelings for this person. Or like, they, let's say you're in a relationship and like, I think I love this... I think I love him or I think I love this chick. And then like the other person is like... You know, it's just like nothing to them. Like they, they don't like you. Good. Like it was just sex. It, it's definitely like something that happens more within men and women. Like mm. men are more likely to have less emotional attachment towards a person they have sex with, mm. rather than a woman, because women are more emotionally aware, and so they they use that as their front their front lines in order to building a relationship, which is actually one of the ways that makes women more likely to um, keep that balance within the relationship. Um, and it's not to say men can't be emotionally attached to a woman, but that's only if that's their intention. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times mm-hmm. men's intentions are not that, unfortunately, by majority. Mm-hmm. There's a minority of men that actually want to take a woman serious or, you know, if they've once reached their time of done having fun, they want to take a woman serious. You know, yes. to the extent there's a majority of men that want to have fun for a little bit and then, you know, settle down. And that's the same way with women. They have their ways of saying well, they want to have fun and, they want to be whatever they call it on social media. They say city girl, city boy, whatever you want to say. It. City boy, city boy, city boy. So um, it, it's really just to say that um, they kind of just do their thing, mm-hmm. and um, I mean they also say that like with uh, sexual narcissism, where at least somebody who genuinely believes that they are uh, what's it? I don't want to say it. like they. They are deserving of sex whenever they want. So they believe that in their world that, like, they can get sex whenever they want. And it, and especially within the realm of a relationship that they have access, access to 100%. So, like, your body belongs to me type of thing. Like, where we have sex whenever I want and it doesn't matter. And it roots from a low self-esteem and a mm. strong sense of insecurities that haven't been resolved. or And mm. at least where, like, let's say, for example, somebody could be so beautiful, man or woman, and they think that they're ugly because there's insecurities about themselves that they haven't uh, found resolution with. And it can get to the point where it's so nasty where they have to indulge in certain things where it's like nobody should be getting into this. Like they're only um, self-sabotaging themselves because of 
what something is making them feel like. Right. And that's that's just kind of going in for the fact of how, you know, using sex as validation. Mm-hmm. And that could be to their childhood traumas. It's comforting. It's comforting. Mm-hmm. And what kind of chemicals that releases when you do have sex. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know, when we have sex, we get that chemical that releases that makes us feel good. It's like rewarding, which is called oxytocin. Uh, actually, dopamine, I mean. Mm-hmm. Oxytocin is the love hormone, mm-hmm. which makes us feel more bonded with the other person. And so maybe that's why when I was saying, I don't know, it's a question. Like, do, do us men then have less oxytocin than women? Um, if that is the case, because if it's a love hormone, how how much more of a percentage do we release if we're having sex with another person? Well, if anything, you know, um, I I mean, that would be something to invest into looking because we got to think about, like, how many more regions of the brain that women um, are connected with their emotions and we only have one place in our and for men there's only one place in our brain that um is connected with our emotions right. and so being able to uh acknowledge so many emotions at once um coming together i think that's what makes it so intense especially for feelings and why women do feel more and because they have that sense of security with understanding what emotions are at a sooner rate uh, that's why you know it's a lot more intense for them like when for guys we probably don't realize it right away because like we have to like it just has to be that moment like where we say it to admit it but then at the same time it's like how long did it take because like how in tune are you with your emotions not saying guys aren't capable at all of acknowledging their emotions right away or slow but like you know even then if a guy hasn't had any luck with relationships or isn't um experiencing a lot of relationships saying i love you or being in love with somebody is something that like could be difficult for them to acknowledge, like, oh, I think I love this person. Yeah, and a lot of times when someone can be really fully addicted to having sex, mm. it could just be, like, what they're coping with, with whatever past traumas they had or something that they felt they were exposed to too early on because, Use uh, this I mean, to run away from problems. Yeah, and or, like, you know, there's the coping part, but then there's also the exposure. Like, mm. us, nowadays, like, even us men are more exposed to por- uh, pornography. <sighs> Like, it's all over the place, and it's talked about often. It's on Instagram, and, like, now to the point where, like, Instagram has almost become, like, Twitter because you can almost get away with, like, because, like, it's called Twitter porn, literally, on Twitter, because Twitter doesn't have a filter. And, like, <laughs> and it's funny to say it like that, but Twitter really doesn't have Yo, a filter. Shout out to Twitter, but, like... <laughs> when I was, like, in high school, or even a little bit before that, they used to have, like, those memes of, like, very sexual things on Twitter, mm-hmm. and, like, they're just doing, like, certain, like, movements, and it's just, mm-hmm. like, a gif, almost, of, yeah. like, sexual things that... Now, now it's like the full on like oh now you gonna watch this video and you don't need to go on Pornhub. Like that's basically, ex- that's exactly it'll probably even what... come from there. Who knows? But that, it's crazy how they even had it oh, on there. I got you. The promo will be on Pornhub and then it'll be on Twitter. Probably. Who knows? But it's really just to say that when you're young as a kid, if it's men, if it's a boy or girl, I say, it's just that you're more like they're more likely to be so uh more addicted to it because yeah. of that exposure so early on. Because one thing that men are told a lot, if we're talking about pornography, is that not not to beat your stick, not to beat your meat, yeah, stuff like that. It's not good monkey. for you. Don't spank because your monkey. You spank your monkey. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not good because it's not the actual real thing. So what happens is like you're manipulating your mind in a sense to what it could be. And it decreases your gray matter in your brain too. It, ex- exactly. So that's why we, uh, we promote not to do that. 
Um, but it's not really to say, well, like, oh, if it's not the real thing, then means I should go and seek out get the real thing. Then no, <laughs> no, not really. Because self control, you don't need, it, you don't need it. Yeah, you don't need survive. it. Again, dependency. If you feel like you need it, I need it, I need it. Then that's bad. But because, then also, like, if we're gonna get biblical. And talk oh. about the Bible. Oh, yeah. We're only supposed yeah, to have right. sex when we're about to procreate. So, technically, oh. like, we only have sex when we know that we're going to make kids. You want to be a daddy. Or, if you're listening, you want to be... <laughs> Mama. You know, like... <laughs> and Yo, why that. did that sound so on point, though? Oh, for Toy Story? I mean, I wasn't thinking that, but, oh, but that's hey. even funnier, though. <laughs> Mama. Yo. Mama. That just... <laughs> I've been doing that since high school. Mama. <laughs> Yo. It was just so uh, perfect. Uh, it was just silent in the background. Yep. It was like. Mama. It was just the, uh, uh, what's it called? The delivery. Yeah. The delivery was too funny. <laughs> I actually have uh, some stats here. You know, and I have a fact too that I want to follow up on after that. Bet. So I got one here, right? In 2018, NBC News reported a national survey of more than 2,000 adults found on average. More than 8% of them reported symptoms of compulsive sexual behavior disorder, a persistent pattern of failure in controlling intense sexual urges that leads to distress and social impairment. Mm. Crazy, right? And 2018 is not that far away. Like, we're not going to do years, like, year after year. I mean, they might just be more recently one coming up. But, but at still least within showing. the last at least five to ten years, that's pretty recent, though. Yeah, and it's going off average. You know what I mean? Like it's on average. It's not to say like all oh, two thousand people. There's thousands of people in the world. And then, like, well, imagine after COVID. Imagine how much has changed. Mm, Think about the after after a time like COVID. You're alone. You got the point to me, friend. Alone. You don't know if anybody got the Rona. You know, there was a lot of things that happened within COVID. Like people got businesses, people went to the gym more, people, people found got, themselves more. People got onto podcasts. I'm low key one of them. I mean, not really, but hey, it was a little bit. I'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was on the come down because we had the Delta variant thing around that time when we started. Man, I'm so not in tune with that at this point. It's just like you know what? If I had COVID, so when I got COVID, I couldn't smell or taste anything, bro. That was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. I was I, like, yo, I can't smell fresh air. I literally had to get the vaccine for a job that I was at. Oh, and man. they said, if I don't get the vaccine, I got to go get tested two to three times a week. Like, are you serious? Are you serious? No, I'm not wasting my time. So, unfortunately, yep, I shut up and got the vaccine. But either way, I never got COVID. I just dislike I had to get that. Yeah, it happened to me when it came to uh, having to go to school. I had to get the the shot, mm. two of them, not the booster shot. I didn't get that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I wouldn't get it. I'm like, yo, like, there's no need for that. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm black and I'm proud. I could do this. Yeah, I could do this. And <laughs> <laughs> but was that all for, uh, for the stats? Yeah, that's all I have for the, at least for that stats. Yeah. Okay. What's, what's yours though? Okay, so, um, from Healthline.com, medically reviewed by Janet Brito with a PhD license, she says that. In fact, experts have linked individuals who display coercive behaviors to infidelity, sexual aggression, and other harmful behaviors. So people who have sexual narcissism or who are sexually narcissistic, they are more likely to cheat. They are more likely to be sexually aggressive yep. And, yep. and take it when they want it. So let's say you could be doing something and they'll try to take you out of your segment. And let's say you're playing a video game. Let's say you're reading and they're mm. begging for it. Or they're saying, Attention. like, can you please just, like, give me sex, please? Like, I've been waiting for it all day. And then you could go back to doing whatever you're doing. Like, they're interrupting what you, you want to do. Like I'm, Exactly. So, they're now they're trying to sway you, like, all right, whatever. And then, like, it's not that, it's not trying to say that you're willingly giving it to them and you're just, like, sub, sub uh, doing yourself to uh, their needs, but also at the same time, it's, like, how 
bad is that they uh that they want sex where they couldn't have waited until you're done with your segment and then it's like okay like we can do that but like once again like how much do you need it once again because it's not like we need it to survive but how strong is your desire how strong is your lust factors mm. that's true um i think a lot of times when someone is um addicted to sex mm. it is like you're borderline compulsive mm. um because when you're compulsive it's like you're driven and it, you feel forced as like you need it like if they can't get it they'll do whatever it takes to get mm-hmm. it it's that like burning passion like where yeah. like, it'll get you like through so much stuff like there could be a titanium wall in front of you and you'll try to find your way through it Exactly, and it's like what happens is that's why when someone talks about love and lust, mm. they say like lust is like a lot more fiery, and it's just like a uh, passion. Like it's like they're passionate for it, but it's like it's not passionate for the right thing. And it's just like it's to say that passion could be for the wrong for the wrong reasons. And it's just like if you're passionate on having sex with someone, it's like how, okay, like there needs a balance between it because. I mean, the thing with sex addiction is not, like, clinically proven. It's not like we can go to the doctors and be like, yep, you got a sex addiction. It's kind of just like alcohol. Like, you know, if you're addicted to alcohol, you're more likely to do certain things after the fact of um, of drinking it. Like, sometimes people can't even control themselves mm-hmm. after um, drinking. And it's almost the same thing when someone has sex. They don't know how to emotionally stabilize themselves. Mm-hmm. And they use that to kind of... Uh, cope with what they're actually hurting from. You know, a lot of times when someone drinks, they cry or they, they, they fill out, they, they pour out their emotions. They, and what happens, the truth. and what happens when a lot of times when you are with having sex with, um, I'll say for my experience, if you have sex with a girl and she cries, like, are you hurt? Did I hurt you? Or, or like, were you using know. this to like get over something? Yeah. Because you don't like, know. Because there are times where that's people, that's a, that's definitely another red flag. I'll be like, <laughs> oh, oh uh, she's crying, and I didn't do anything. Like, and I think you could even um, pair that with like, like was I a rebound? And I'm not upset that I'm a rebound, but like, did you rebound too soon? Because like, you know, at this I'm point, mean. it sounds like it sounds like you're a jammed finger now. Because oh, that's you know, like you're because you're a finger. rebound too soon. Because like, you know, you go for the rebound too soon, and at the momentum it could potentially be at could jam your finger at the at the yeah that happened before. Yeah, like if you go to it and you don't know how hard it's hitting, like the rim or the backboard, Ouch. that's happened to me. I broke my finger like that. Bro, my thumb's still messed up right now. Yeah, so like, my pinky's still like kind of swollen, so like I crack it from time to I time. I think I got trauma. Because mm. when I heard jam, I was like, <gasps> he's, he's a punk, ladies and gentlemen. No, no, it's just been too long. <laughs> but I think like when people use sex as a validation, it's just like, it's not healthy. And it's like, how 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 long is that going to do you for? Conflating, conflating pleasure... Conflating pleasure with validation makes sex tricky because it's yep. never just about the sex. Yep. And when it becomes more than just the sex, it shows that the person doesn't have good managing um, abilities because obviously, you know, we have lust. We have love if you are in a relationship with this person. And then you have all these chemicals in our brains of releasing with dopamine, oxytocin. And think about how you manage that after you have your clarity because, you know, after. You don't have a sex, and if you can finish both parties, post not clarity. Now we have this post not clarity, and now when our mind is flushed, okay, we know the emotions we felt. Now, where where do I place them? Am I dumping anything out because I'm not there yet? Am I putting it to the side and maybe I'll like you know leave it there because I don't know if that could develop anymore? And 
that that's really important when it comes to managing because if you don't have any boundaries, then you can be someone who uses sex as validation. And when it comes to dating, you don't have any success with dating anybody because you're so quick to have sex. And this goes for guy or girl. And imagine, you know, you go on the first date with somebody, you have sex with them, and you already got feelings for them, and you start showing that by the second date. And because they're not there yet, unless they fail to communicate that by creating boundaries or letting them know of certain things, then it's like they can't catch along with the pace. But because they didn't know, they feel like, mm, all right, they're getting a little bit too clingy. I'm just trying to casually date right now. And I think, like, after that first night, it's like, ah, ah, I don't know. I mean, so are you saying, like, <clears throat> someone that can feel too clingy on the first date is a form of uh, uh, I won't say somebody being too clingy, but because, let's say, if there's a guy or a woman, all right, let's say a woman in this case, and a woman gets validation from sex. And emotionally, she gets that validation, and it makes her feel good about herself when she is dating somebody. And after that that comes, she does get more feelings and everything like that. And I'm not saying that it's wrong. But then we got to think about how now it's a requirement, and now the foundation is like we have sex every day. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? That's so like where it's already, down from. Like, it, exactly. So like if right. we're having sex every day, then it's like think about how easy it is to get there. And like think about how much more, I guess, meaningful or wholesome it is knowing that you guys didn't rush to really have sex. Because like at the, in the end, you would just like the main thing is like, is sex going to be good with this person? Do they know what they're doing? That's what it really matters. It doesn't matter about, like, when it happens. It's, like, really just you want to make sure that they know what they're doing. So, I mean, yeah, you may be eager or, like, a little bit anxious. Like, you know, I hope they're good because I don't know what they're like. But, you know, so that's why I think that in a foundational setting, when you are when you do start dating, you don't have to have sex right away. Yeah, because that's not – sex is not a foundation you want to step off and, of. And think about so. it. And for guys, some women may think that if I just, you know, give him sex as much as he wants, he'll be good to me. He won't do nothing. And then, like, you know, we'll be happily ever after. But it takes more than that. Right. I think it's just we've been primed for that. I yeah. think that, you know, yes, sex is important. Mm. But it's, like, it's not important and it's not going to be sustainable to having a relationship. Like, there's a lot of areas in a relationship that involve of having a good one. Mm. If it's, you know, able to have intimate talks and able to address problems mm. and knowing how to work things out and not give up on the other person when you know that they're trying or anything like that. Mm. Yes, and it's I just like, like to a degree is like, well, how much are they trying? And every time when you are in a predicament of something, like we're talking about sex addiction, it's like, it's really hard to see if, if you do have sex addiction because it's like, well, I like having sex, you know, one can say, and it's just like, okay, well, can you not have it though? Like, if you have it once a month, can you just not have it for three months and be celibate for a while? Can you do that? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? How, how much of a requirement is it for you? And it's just like, yes, we have preferences to, let's say, if we're getting into a relationship, how how long is it going to be until you give me it? You know what I mean? Honestly. Because to an extent, I don't know how you would want to be with someone if, if it's not good. Mm, it's yep. just like, um, okay, now I'm, I'm, I'm in a little in a, in a jip. Right now, because you you cool, but you ain't good in the bedroom. It's pretty pretty dry right here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean, like, I I genuinely think that you know a person could be taught coachable, um, coachable. Yeah, yeah. Coachable. Um, uh, I never had experiences into where where like I was told anything mm. bad for me. Um, but then again, you know. Being in relationships I've been in, it's like always asking questions to get better. 
Mm. Um, because I think a lot of guys don't know how to just, you know, just ask questions. Like, did you like this? Did you like that? Why didn't you like that? You know what I mean? That's how you will get better if we're talking about that. But that could be another topic. If anything, it hurts more when you become stagnant in the process because you don't know. Yeah. So, like, and I'm glad you bring that up because then it's like, uh, for them, especially uh, if someone is sexually narcissistic, then you got to think about how, like, for them, they you're if anything at that point you're just a sex toy to them, so they don't care about anything that you do if you just do this one thing for them and that's it. Like they're good, and you got to think about like how Yo. for them is like are we doing sex for the intrinsic act that well the intrinsic pleasure that comes with it, or are we having sex because of the company that it comes with? Mm. What do you mean by that? Like company, like the company because like think about the mixed emotions that you, you get um flooded with, and then you you can't logically think and you, and you think oh like see. Like, my life is so complete now. Uh, like that, that comes with it. Like, the company that comes with it, oh, my life is so complete now. Uh, you know, I'm going to do this for him because I love him. He gives me the best sex. Or, oh, I love her, yo. She just knows how to do it, right? Like, you know what? I'm going to go buy her. She knows how to slob on my knob. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go buy her the MK bag that she asked for. Like, mm, it's, it's now making you about... do things, making you think about rewards. And, like, mm. as if, like, you know, why can't we just have sex? Like, you know what? Thank you for giving me that orgasm. <laughs> like why can't you just, like no that's Thank words of affirmation like <laughs> as funny as it sounds you got to think about how at like, least it, all right, it's funny but it sounds yeah. more wholesome and it's like if anything that's rewarding because like not for nothing like we had to work to, or not me and you but like, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like me and the woman like or just the couples we had to work together to achieve this so it's like understanding like that words of affirmation in that moment is like okay like thank you for that like i appreciate that not like, all right, I'm about to do that MK bag, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like, what? Like, what you mean? Like, Don't worry about it, baby. Like, you weren't going to buy it from me before? Like, Hello, mama. I needed, to, I needed to see you nut in order to get that bag? Damn. Damn. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like a lottery ticket that just punched in, huh? You know, uh. that's a very interesting perspective because <laughs> I wonder if there is people that out there that really think of it like that where, like, you know, the sex is so good. I got to do things for you, buy things for you. It's like, yeah. Why are you, like, stemming off of it? Like, is, is she a good girl? Or, like, if we're talking about the other way around, is he a good guy? Like, mm-hmm. because girls reward guys in different ways. Like, if it's, like, doing their dishes or even buying them stuff, too. Buying them shoes. And doing it's like, well, you know, guys like getting spoiled, too, by the way. You know what I mean? Like, you, you could do it yeah. sometimes if they yeah. deserve it. Yep. Don't spoil a guy if he's, like, treating you like basura, garbolo juice, gambanzo beans, oh, which yeah. means garbage. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah Garbola Yeah uh, It's just to say like When it comes to A relationship mm. And even if it's not A relationship mm. Do not settle For what's available to you Because of how much Of addiction you have Towards sex Because oh. at that point A lot of times People don't have standards To when it comes to sex mm. Because they're thinking about Just the pleasure That it gives them mm. Or the company Like you said mm. They don't care to What what face it has Maybe mm. to a degree mm. But when you have Lesser options you just go to the options that you didn't then have. I got you right And here. that's what makes you settle. And it's like, don't settle for those things. And if you don't know if you have a sex addiction, just keep thinking about of how you use your sexual activity. Like, are you settling a lot? Do you need to beat your me a lot? Or do you need to, do you need to use so, your toy okay. and masturbate this or anything like that? Up. Because if you are, I mean, what is that doing for you? It, like, it could get you so far, but can you just, like, control yourself? Mm-hmm. Can you do it? Uh, oh, it's a, it's a, are it's are a, you ready? I'm uh, ready. Oh, okay. What, what so you're it? not going to believe what I came across the other day. What? <sighs> a guy got caught on camera beating his meat uh, in a public uh, food shop, and there was a, a chick in front of him. 
like some I say like she had to obviously be grown. He was at work. Not no teenager. Nah, it was just a random customer behind her being his. Being well, where did you get this at? It was on IG, but I had to go to Twitter to see the actual video. What the? Oh man, so talking they, about Twitter, huh? Yep. So, <laughs> so uh, really, really reliable, really reliable. So he was beating his meat, and then when he when he was ready to finish, he got he got up closer to her and nutted on her back and her leg, and then he just stormed out. So think about sexual narcissism, like where he could not control himself. And for the guys that don't have sex, and I'm not saying this to explain why. Okay, we have to understand why people rape or people do no. nasty <gasps> things, but because they are so sexually inactive, they will do things that are so ill, like ill, um. Illmatic or even like um what, what's what I'm looking for or like immoral like Bro. those things don't make sense. So the fact that he was doing that in public on top of that, I me mean, yes, it's a it's a point category, but things like that are not okay. And these are the type of guys that would get into sex trafficking, that would try to kidnap you. And I mean, hey, look at Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, there's a whole Netflix series about how he used to ki- take people into his crib, rape them, hump them, do all this stuff, and drug them up, get them drunk, then kill them. So it's like Bro. sexually inactive people do crazy <sighs> weird stuff, and like in that video I mentioned, get some get into some kinky stuff. Yo, you talking about that actually just reminded me to say before we conclude to the end of this episode mm. is that people use sex addiction and say, "Oh, I just have a sex addiction." For their uh, bad behaviors. They mm-hmm. use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, it was like kind of making me think like, are they self-sabotaging the situation because they know what they're doing and what are they putting themselves into in mm-hmm. forms of, if you're talking about rape and all these things and people that they, people that do all these bad things that involve sex, it's like, are they self-sabotaging because they know how bad this is? And so they're more likely knowing that they're going to fail or get caught in doing this thing than then they have a valuable excuse for it. Because that's what self-sabotaging means. Self-sabotaging actually means when someone puts themselves in a situation they know they're going to fa- fail in, mm. and but they have a valuable excuse for it, yep. for why they fail. Like, oh, I broke my, I, I sprained my ankle, so that's why you crossed me up when we we're playing ball. <laughs> like, self-sabotaging. That's a, that's a valuable excuse, but you you put yourself in this situation, yep. and it's almost the same thing. Like people that have sex addiction, they. Mind you, it's not even clinically proven, so you can't even say I have it. You could just think you could just say that I have sexual tendencies of having a, a lot of uh, urges to have sex because mm. we just use that as a, a shorter way of saying it because it's just as equivalent of being addicted to alcohol. It's something that's learned with your experience in life, and something that could even be traumatized into your life. And like we got to even think about the sexual predators that are out there because they're even trying to get the youths with, I mean, social media, the phones. <laughs> think about how like predators could even get on games like Roblox and try to interact with the kids because they know there's nothing but kids on that game. And, you know, with that yep. kind of exposure and then just trying to sweet talk them to pretend to be a kid, there are people that are practicing to blend in the scene so that way they could be a predator and, and reach out to their victims. Yep. yep. And because they're sexual addictions, because they're probably somebody with a peg leg and a <sighs> breathing style on the mic and everything like oh, that. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's we got to be safe from people like that. But yep. and also anybody with a sexual addiction, it we understand that, you know, Having sex a certain level number of times is um, okay for certain people, whether it's five to seven times a week or maybe even two to three times a week or even biweekly. That's okay. But um, also, if you feel like it is too excessive, not like you have to break up with that person, you just have to communicate and see like what is a boundary that can be okay and what is uh, sufficient enough to make this relationship work because sex isn't everything. But sex is a... Uh, is an important core value to a relationship to keep it stable and uh, emotionally reassuring of the couple. Absolutely. 
And to conclude and end this episode, yeah. we just want to let you guys know that sex addiction is something that we should just talk about more and like try to get an understanding if if it's something that we're being addicted to. And, uh, you know, asking certain questions and just being mindful of these things. And, you know, it makes us aware and knowing how to assess situations and see, like, why people do certain things and why they have the excuse for it. It's always a why. You know, why this? And then how? And then what? And then now? And to accepting to what it is, but there's always to, you know, change it for what is better. And the only way we can grow from things is to knowing and being aware of it and then mm. assessing and asking questions because everything is a solution is saluted by a- asking a question first mm. and then try to solve a problem. So, like, it's not to say that there's a problem, uh, sex addiction has a solution, mm. but it is a something that you can, you know, assess and mm. be careful with and, right. like, take your time and be like, okay, like, can I be celibate? And, like, can I have that self-control and practice in that making of doing so? Because sometimes, you know, people that are going through an addiction of that, it can be very hard for them mm. if they're trying to get out of it. It happens. Yep. It's a serious thing. And we don't see it as it to be serious a lot of times. So just to let you guys know, it, it's it's a thing. Um, and shout out to Paula Hall. Um, I was watching her TED Talk, and uh, she was actually in the field of sex addiction for over 10 years. And she's the author of Understanding and Treating Sex Addiction. And uh, she's actually the one that had the the quote that I've mentioned that is the behavior that defines it, but not but the it's not the behavior that um, defines it is the dependency on it. Mm. Um, so I thought that really struck out to me um, because that's what addiction is. So mm. we appreciate you guys. Um, whatever platform you are, guys, on if it's Apple Podcast, Spotify, make sure you leave a. Let us know that you know it resonates with you. Comment down below. You can also uh, follow us on Instagram on the Rally Podcast, and you can see all our latest clips and you know probably the behind the scenes on our stories. And uh, stay tuned to um, us having our little Discord, mm. um, so everybody can vent on there about whatever they want to talk about or potentially talk about um, our next topics and mm-hmm. suggest it for us and future guests, future guests, oh, future yeah. guests. Oh yeah. Um, our setup is going well, and we really appreciate you guys. Uh, we actually have one clip on Instagram that is really going crazy right now, and yeah. it's like, is that yo? It's at forty two point six k now. Oh no, it's at it's at um at like forty two point eight now. Oh my god, like it's just be going up, yeah, and it's just the fact of not trusting someone that has a negative outlook. How how can you trust that person, like yeah. as an individual, like if they always have a negative outlook? And yeah, it's like, it's true. You guys love that, and we really appreciate the love. Um, so I think. You know, down the line, we should just do certain shout-outs for people that do certain things. And I don't have anything in mind right now, but I think we should do something that involves to... I think when we do our Discord, we'll have people, like, mention certain things. And we'll, like, hey, from whatever to Discord, uh, mention this, and we're going to talk about it today on something like that. I think that would be a good idea. So stay stay tuned for that. I think that would be a good idea because it would be hard, like, at least right now, to name, like, 42,000. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just a, a good selection. So Yeah, like 50. <laughs> a good out of 42K. Yo, no, not out of that. Like, if oh. we're doing the Discord. Oh, live, yeah, yeah, we'll grab it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But, yeah, we appreciate you guys. Remember, just be more aware so that you don't have to get into situations that might blind you, right? And talk more efficiently. Yes. Talk more efficiently. Absolutely. Until next time, y'all be easy. Be breezy. Peace. <laughs>